Hey guys, Daniel here. Uh, as you know, and we talk about a lot, this is our first Skype episode with Katie moving to San Diego. Uh, so she sounds a little strange. We did try recording her end of the uh, conversation and have it sent over to me, but it wound up being an editing nightmare. And uh, we're going to work on it for the next one. Uh, until then, bear with us a little bit. Here is episode 59. Thanks. Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 59 of the Boring Lies of Interesting People podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Katie, Lady Lamy's case with the K. Mesmero, the 25th PhD, aka the new little K. How's that treating you? I forget. What? My name? Uh, <laughs> yes, your name. How's that treating you? See, the last episode went up, I believe I looked it up on the 21st of July, which is post birthday. Um. Yeah, that's post birthday. Okay, so we may have already yeah. talked about how Do you. Do you not know my birthday? I. Th- it's the 18th, right? Of July. Am I the worst? No. Fuck! What is your birthday? Oh, like way the worst. June, <laughs> 18th. Am I right on 18th at least? No. God, you're so bad. What is it? Um, it's the 21st of June. 21st of June. See, 21st sounded familiar, but June didn't. Are you sure it's not July? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, well, I want you to do uh, me a favor. Also, you are not recording. I, I'm, I'm recording mm. on my end. So I guess it doesn't matter because I'm recording me, so you can just overlay it. doesn't yeah, matter. Totally. Right, Absolutely. Oh, Oh, all right. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, I've done enough of these with bands in like Norway to at least be able to handle my end and some form of audio from the other end. All right. So uh, listeners may notice something sound a little different. Uh, Katie is not in the room for the first time that we've recorded one of these, and I'm not really used to it, but we're going to have to get used to it because we're now doing this over Skype. Also, you've already cut out about twice. I mean, it was very... It was like one second, but still. Fuck, if okay. you're saying something really fast, I won't be able to understand you. <laughs> well, I guess I should talk at my normal cadence. And also, <laughs> listeners, that beeping noise, that's every time we swear now, we're just we're censoring ourselves from now on because we're, yeah. we're now a good Christian show. It just happens to be on an every-minute interval. Oh, fuck. Is it going to be every... It is going to be every minute. How do you live with that? I mean, you kind of ignore it after a while but over the course of the podcast is not going to be enough time because like so it happened yesterday at like 2 or three thirty in the morning mm-hmm. oh of course i don't know why 30 i i you counted the beeps in, until the hour and then <laughs> yeah. and so i mean i didn't even notice it until dan came in the room and i was like oh oh that's going to be really annoying for him because luckily i was waking up in like two hours so i didn't have to really deal with it but um yeah so it's been going since then and i'm just kind of you know it's just one of those things that just happens in your house like gnats and the fact that you don't have central air so it's really hot all the time and you have to circulate air (laughs) oh god i could go on forever you're just living in a hell now aren't you (laughs) yeah uh, essentially if you're not rich and you come to san diego it kind of sucks so you you've now moved away you asshole how is how is <laughs> the socal life treating you uh it's all right um i so on wednesday the freshmen arrived at my college campus gross yeah um and it's you know it's a private school so it's all of the rich swanky children of the rich swanky parts of san diego and um i now, mean i don't i don't want to you've never appeared to be particularly rich you're very swanky so is that is that how you got in <laughs> i'm swanky i like that um no i i i i don't know anyway these I, the swanky youth yeah so these swanky youths um like so I was having breakfast this morning with all of the freshmen because I didn't know that it was a primarily freshman dining 
environment. And I look across at, at a table, it has a, a four people, all of them dressed uh, in like business casual attire, but they're clearly freshmen. And um, they're all blonde. <laughs> Terrifying. Three men and one woman who, who has like really good posture and she isn't moving an inch while one man is speaking and the other two men are hunched over the table. And I'm just like, are these rich kids like colluding or something? I don't know. It was just a very like, this would only happen here sort of experience, but I don't know. Like I've never, I've never looked at a group of people and been like, you guys look really mysterious. So yeah, that was exciting. Um, so the freshmen like to be sneaky? Sneaky, sneaky, swanky youths. God, that's hard to say. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I think it was just that particular group of people. But I, I will say that there's one hell of a lot more blonde people down here than there ever were anywhere else I've ever been. You must feel at home. I don't. Oh. Like, you... I'm used to feeling special, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Are you? How is... How is... So it's an adjustment, I'm assuming. How's it going? Oh, oh okay. So you don't seem stoked, like at all. No, no, I, I am happy. I'm happy, but every little thing bothers me. It's one of those circumstances. So, like, I really like being here, and I'm happy that you know Dan's with me, and I'm happy that we have our cat and our dog, and I'm happy that I'm you know going to law school. But number one. It is by far the most work and effort I have ever put into anything, and it's already the it's only the end of the second week um, of the first year. <laughs> uh, it already feels like I've put two months into it because of how much work I've already done. How, how many years do you have? Three. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it'll get easier. Like it's starting, I'm starting to get the hang of things, but like I come home and I am just absolutely exhausted and I'm only, I mean, I have to get there at eight and then I leave at like three. So really it's no different from like high school, but I mean, not like I was any different in high school. I, I had a lot of trouble actually like doing things while I was in high school, as you may remember. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. How is it there? How's the weather? Is it cool there? Because it's not cool here. Uh, see, it's been cooler than it than it has been, which is a weird way to word it. But we're looking <laughs> at, like, it was high of 86 today. Throughout the oh, oh okay. it's going back up next week. But uh, looking <laughs> at like old. 80s and like low 90s. But then next Friday, apparently 97. But again, that's a week out. So, this has been Daniel with your weather. That's awful. I don't want. Oh my god. I'm happy I'm gone then. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I assumed that it was fucking fall already. No. Fall doesn't hit this place until like late October. Like there's oh, that's right. it's summer until mid-October. Then it rains. Then it's Halloween. And then it's really cold on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I guess I'm still happier with the weather here then. It's really muggy though. I did notice that when we were there last year whenever it was yeah. that we were visiting people are, have been saying like it's not usually like this <laughs> they're <And> trying I'm like <laughs> they all feel guilty and they're trying to resume with you it's not like yeah. this it's not like this we swear <laughs> yeah um i don't know i mean like i've i've been enjoying myself and i've been oh you can probably hear the scratching i'm sorry yep. i forgot that you could hear literally everything was that oh, you or the dog that was me my hands they've like I don't know if it's a stress factor or something, but like the skin has become super dry and it doesn't matter how much lotion I put on it. So I, I just have these like welts on my first two knuckles on both my hands and then like the little crevice between my thumb and my first finger. And then like, I don't know, it's really gross. I look like I've just been like hitting people for the past 24 hours every single day. Gross. That is. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Um, but no, I've been enjoying myself. It's just, it's 100% adjustment because it's muggier here, so I get more exhausted, as we've discussed. And so, like, when I was here by myself the first two weeks, um, I was taking Jed out for walks every day, and, like, that would be it. 
like I couldn't do anything beyond that because it was just like I had stepped into the Triassic period or something and I was just like a pain to get around and do anything um and and now it's another pain adjusting to school life again just because it's, it's like work life because you're there so for so long but um yeah so that's exciting and I did networking how's that going are you got yourself your linkedin all shiny oh no no like uh, literally i have to talk to people <laughs> so oh gross <laughs> yeah well when you said literally i thought you were gonna say oh no i mean like cat5 cables and switches and shit no that's for my man how what <laughs> how are you <laughs> i'm doing all right um i'm kind of gearing up for a busy season as far as life things and shows and stuff so that'll be fun Oh, actually, speaking of shows, before you left, we hung out outside of the podcast and went to a show. Right, we did. We saw Ne Abloviscaris after sure. talking about them for a long time. How was that show for you? How do you like Starkill and the guy from uh, It's Always Sunny <laughs> up on the mic? Not really, but that'd be great. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I, if he had a band, it would definitely be Starkill. Oh, yeah. I, I, I see it already. <laughs> um. I, I really enjoyed the show, um, and I think I mentioned to you in the car, like, it, it it's always amazing to me going to, like, metal shows how nice people are. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, they'll have their little mosh pit, and they'll be assholes within the mosh pit, but everybody around it is, like, they have, they have a common understanding, like, oh, you're falling down here, let me help you up. It's so cute. And they help you up with, like, so much force. Yeah. Like, bro, no, get up, quick. Yeah. You're going to let the mosh down. <laughs> um, but I, I really enjoyed them. I, I, I've been listening to them a lot now on Spotify, and I'm like, oh, they sounded so much better live. <laughs> like, they're a great band on the album, but, yeah, live is kind of where it's at with those guys. Yeah, which is unfortunate because they're so far away. They seem to be just kind of getting around in general more so these days, so that's nice. Like, yeah. I saw them in February, and then they came back in July, so that was pretty good turnaround. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember when I was um, selling tickets to somebody at the at the college um, that they had an Abel Viscara shirt, and I was like, ah, oh, I like your shirt. And he's like, hey, yeah, they just came to Sacramento recently. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's right. Sorry, I missed it. With Cradle of Filth. <laughs> I didn't stay for a second of them. Oh, well. I don't blame you. I feel like it would have been an experience, but not really one I wanted to dive into <laughs> at the time. Yeah, yeah, I can feel that. Because it was like, oh, man, this could be cool. And I look over, and there's, like, one of those early 2000 goths wearing, like, neon straps on cargo pants, and they're ready to fight somebody. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Really? A goth that's ready to fight somebody? Oh, yeah. Like, one okay. of those, like, angry guys that's also into, like, ICP. Uh, and, like old corn oh yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> only likes the songs about molestation or something yeah <laughs> um so what shows do you have lined up uh see i'm seeing actually i'm going to go see Coldplay on saturday really they're katie bear's favorite band so uh she got me a okay. ticket and it'll be a spectacle it's not going to be one i'm usually into musically but It'll be, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a good time. It'll be a bunch of happy people jumping around, and I'll just kind of be staring at the pretty lights. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that their their shows are really good. I mean, they're all basically the same thing. It's just a light show, but like... Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's uh, awesome. Then, in a couple weeks, I was able to finagle my way into seeing Black Sabbath again, so I might get a good metal <laughs> cry on. Nice. Uh, then the next day, I'm seeing Coheed and Cambria. Cool. Uh, cool. Maybe RX Bandits. TBD. Then I don't know what that is. They're like a uh, kind of ska prog stuff. Oh, okay. Then in October, I'm seeing Gojira and Devin Townsend, Between the Buried and Me, and maybe those two again, uh, and a bunch of others. But I just went to Outside Lands, and I did all three days for the first time. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was kind of intense, but it was kind of amazing. <laughs> so I've gone before. I've only gone one day in the past, and... Going three days is a different animal in that it's a smaller animal, but three times as big. Right. So, like, the people are always going to be who they are at these festivals. They're kind of like neo-hippies and hipsters that are all on drugs. Like, I guess me, if I had any cocaine, I had to break his heart and tell him, no, I don't have any cocaine. So I felt <laughs> kind of bad. But at the same time, he's also an asshole. 
Um, but I saw a bunch of fun bands and I got caught trying to leave a, uh, a set and almost got crushed and we almost lost little Daniel, which would have been a crisis. <gasps> so we went up on Saturday, I think it was, no, Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday to see Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, which was amazing. It was essentially a 25 minute long puppet show where they did like backtracks of songs that they air quote played, but yeah. it was still great to see real life Muppets doing stuff. So th- they did a set, and then um, while they were doing their set, we were going to go see Spontaneous Nation with Paul F. Tompkins, but they announced his special guest was going to be Fred Armisen. Mm-hmm. So that basically meant getting into that little comedy tent was going to be impossible. So we decided just to camp out, and we watched Third Eye Blind, who were really good, which I was surprised about. And they did <laughs> a huge David Bowie med- medley with like a full choir and a string section. Oh my god. Which I wasn't expecting out of the band that did do 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 do. <laughs> and then they went into that song to finish and I think the symphony stayed on and the choir bailed. But then after them was the rapper Chance the Rapper, who is like one of the biggest okay. names in hipster as as a coworker at this radio station called it Hipster Hop. So uh, the play the thing. <laughs> you would think. No. <laughs> That place went apeshit, and we got started getting crushed by people who were trying to push their way to the front of the stage as we were leaving. Oh, and we, nice. had a, we had a handful of people that were like, oh, my God, are you guys trying to leave? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> oh, my God, good luck. Here, I'll try and help. I can't move. You're fucked. And oh. we spent about 15 minutes trying to get out of that, and Katie almost lost her shoes, and we almost lost her backpack, which meant we almost lost little Daniel. And that was probably the most intense part of the weekend, just trying to get out of that. <laughs> And it was it was fun. Uh, we wound up going to have dinner and then wandering back over to watch the end of Major Laser. Do you know anything about Major Laser? No, that sounds amazing. Uh, Major Laser is a trio of dudes, <laughs> one of which is a dubstep producer. I don't even know. A Diplo. So it's Diplo and two other dudes, and they just kind of play other people's songs with like big bass drops and people take e and dance real 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 hard to it oh at like five in the afternoon which made it even weirder and so we (laughs) caught the end of them because we were trying to sneak our way up close for lionel richie yeah and just did not understand it like there were people going nuts around us like dancing and just like doing everything they're saying to do on stage and it was like a full-on rave but outside and in the daytime and that's kind of rave and Katie (laughs) in Golden Gate Park yes surrounded by (laughs) beautiful faux nature (laughs) real nature I've never understood the origins of the uh, I know the waterfalls clearly man-made but like the trees and stuff were those there and they built around it I mean they could have I mean you lived in the city you know you should know yeah I should definitely know since I never ventured outside of the sunset district (laughs) um I I'm sure <laughs> most of the foliage is is like natural, and they built around it, and they were like, "We're gonna make this a nature preserve." Um, but I I think a fair number of it is like an arboretum where they just kind of implanted a whole bunch of different trees to make it look like it was interesting or something. I heard the dog drinking. I started laughing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or you were really thirsty. Also possible. <laughs> So one thing I wanted to come back to in the weekend that definitely stood out was, do you know who Peaches is? Yes. Pe- oh Peaches played, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> My favorite part was I only told Katie Bear, I'm like, all right, we're going to see this. I'm not exactly sure what she's going to have as far as a, a stage show goes, yeah. but it's going to be really sexual, and it might be kind of weird. She's like, all right, cool. Sounds like my cup of tea. So they play this full song from like the 40s where it ends with uh some big crescendo of someone going peaches and at that point she runs on stage and turns around and starts doing this song called rub which is just about rubbing a clit and oh. like the chorus is rub rub bitch rub and the breakdown is uh i can't talk some chick's dick is in my mouth and that was song one and she comes out in this like weird kind of um body armor that's like i'm gonna pull up a picture so i can try and describe it but so throughout this she slowly takes off all this body armor to to reveal a skin tight suit that is just like hands like all over her body 
And the body armor has orange. They look like shells on each shoulder. It has a cape that is like shiny leopard print. There are pink abs that go down like all the way to her crotch. And at the bottom of the crotch, there's, I think, a vagina. And it's got like a big um, like headdress kind of thing behind it. So throughout her, her set, we only stayed for about four or five songs before we left to go see... I honestly don't remember. Uh, <laughs> he just, just like overpowered everything it, else it, the day. It kind of did. Like, <laughs> I think we, that was on Saturday and the rest of Saturday is kind of a blur because we saw her for a while, it got fuzzy, and then we saw Radiohead for a little while. <laughs> Fair enough. And I don't remember what happened in the middle. But uh, so her second song, I don't recall it oh it's called vaginoplasty of course of course yeah. and she has two dancers that come out who are wearing like intense makeup on their face of just it kind of looks like black metal corpse paint but it's without the white so it's like raccoon eyes but pointy <laughs> and they come out in full body vagina costumes and are opening and closing them and they look like big puppets and during the end of the song they poke their heads out of like the urethra area and start oh ru- rubbing this like uh, foam clit thing above their head and that's how that song ends and then she does a- another song alone and those same two people come back out chained to each other wearing only what are like belts that are barely covering their genitals and start like kind of dancing but they're sort of like I don't know they're dancing as much as they can being chained to each other and then they both take off their shirts and then like it's a guy and a girl and then the girl is just like topless which was amazing because it was over throughout the entire weekend uh bands even like called to see boobs and no none were like shown and then just they were on stage it's backwards for how shows normally work like <laughs> during uh big rams which is fanagram and big boy from outcast the mm. the singer in fanagram called for she's like she she's like i want to see some titties and i don't think she saw any uh, I think maybe one <laughs> one girl flashed, but that was it. But yeah, they were calling for it hard and didn't get it. But they should just gone to see Peaches. So, <laughs> at and then those two like people, her like sex slave people, get up on this like little second secondary stage that Peaches has been on for the most part, and she stands on them. And then they leave, and that's how that song ends. And we decided to head off to see whatever we were seeing next, which I like I said is a blur. Um, and. She's, we hear her say to the audience, I walked all over them. I'm going to walk all over you. I'm going to walk on the crowd. And if you drop me, the show ends. And we turn around and she just takes a step off the stage. Like she's walking confidently and people are holding her up by her feet. Like she's not using any hands to balance. She's just walking like normal across the crowd. Oh my God. And I don't like, I wish we would have stayed because clearly whatever we went for didn't stick with me, but <laughs> it was a fucking <laughs> spectacle. It's amazing! Oh my god! Yeah, that was the same day as Radiohead, so that's that's who we went to check out afterwards. I'm looking through my photos now. All right. Okay. Well, that's great. I mean, I hope that my experience with uh, Deontward isn't quite that uh, crazy. Uh, might be. I could have seen them, I think, the second time I went to Outside Lands. They were just, like, playing on the wrong side of the park, so I didn't wind up walking over there. Oh, on the wrong side of the park? Well, <laughs> I, it's not like a that's the bad side of town. It's just, like, they take over a majority of Golden Gate Park, oh, and yeah. the main stage is at one end of the polo field, and then there's another one at, like... It works out being, like, a quarter mile away, maybe, maybe further. And I was there for Beck, and I think they were playing against Beck, so I didn't see them. Oh, okay, fair enough. So are you, you are indeed going to go see them? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I do really want to go. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I had delayed buying tickets to go to uh, see them in Santa Ana. And that was apparently the really wrong thing to do. So now we're going to go see them in Hollywood. Oh, all right. And one of my classes got delayed on that day. So now we have very little time to get there. In fact, I might not even go to Torts that day because I don't think it's gonna work. Because it's like, um, I would get out at like 3.45 and we have to be there by seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does seem tricky about that time. <laughs> and that drive sucked yeah, at that especially time. especially at that time. Yeah. Although I don't know, because most people probably live 
Well, you're dead. Yeah, your I know it's connection started getting really shitty. What most people oh. don't commute. Most people, most people commute from San Diego to Los Angeles. So I think going from San Diego to Los Angeles, at the end of the day would probably be easier than the other way around. You know? Yeah, maybe. So might not be that bad. Well, know, it's still a really gross drive, though. <laughs> so what else do you have coming up, or what else you have you been doing? Um, I don't think I have anything else coming up aside from games that I'm waiting for, but what, what I can't for? play them. <laughs> Uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen is one, um, and Planet Coaster, which is like... Is that like Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yeah, way better. Uh, it doesn't have grids, and like, you can, you can change the way things look so that it doesn't all look the same. Like, you don't have the predetermined, um, like, uh, like a balloon stand. You can add balloons to it, make a really big balloon stack on top of it, or you can have one balloon. <laughs> um, <laughs> That just that kind of like detail sort of sort of stuff. Um, I'm super interested in. Let's see what else. I played the shit out of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh my god, same. I also played a lot of Planet Coaster. I think I was what it's like Sim Coaster or something. Not Planet Coaster, because that's the one coming out. Mm -hmm. Sim Coaster. Um, and it it wasn't as good, but I liked it more because it was more thematic. And like there was like an actual story to it. I don't know. It was a little more interesting to me. Um, I think that's it for right now, as far as what I'm waiting for. I don't know. Are you waiting for any games? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju <laughs> I just bought um, the Yoshi Story 3DS thing for my 2DS, so that, oh, cool. that's been childish and fun. Just I love Yoshi's games. They're really cute. Just throw like it's, it's nice and refreshing. Yeah, I mean, the other game I'm mainly playing is still Animal Crossing, so <laughs> it's like cute or cute. Yeah, right. With yeah. with a detour to play um, fucking uh, Majora's Mask for like 20 minutes and then get mad at it. Fair enough. Yeah. You're still trying. I appreciate that. Trying even seems like a strong word, but <laughs> the bare minimum of trying. Um, oh, the, I am waiting for Pokemon. I pre-ordered that. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd probably get that. I enjoyed X, I think, is the one I have. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I get the next one. Um, apparently, there's, like, a new type of evolution, and Dan hates them because they're all, like, cute, or so, or he thinks they're all cute. But the one that he showed me as one being really cute that should be badass is uh sand slash but he's like made of fucking ice and he's really pointy and scary looking and dan's like yeah he's super cute now i don't know what what the problem is he's supposed to look badass and i'm like there has never been a badass looking pokemon no i think the closest <laughs> might be uh gyarados but even yeah. then it comes from magikarp so you can't take it seriously anyway <laughs> exactly yeah, Al um, Alolan sand, sand Slash? I, I googled, oh. I mean, it's kind of cute, but it also just kind of looks like a blue Sand Slash. It, yeah, right? It's a I don't know. It doesn't look any different. Nah. <laughs> and then he was mad about Raichu, and I'm like, Raichu has always been fucking adorable. He's never, ever been, I don't know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I we both kind of went out of Pokemon Go very quickly as soon as we got here, because we're like, nothing's around here. And... It's not that safe to go outside, so I don't know. So I'm looking at these Alolan evolutions, and there are some that are just stupid. Like the yeah. Alolan Executor. It's yes. a, It has a tail <laughs> and like a giraffe neck. Yeah, I think it's to simulate even more so that it's a palm tree. <laughs> and there's a snow Vulpix. And I like that one. That one's cute. It's just a white Vulpix. Yeah, it's, it's it's adorable, though. And then same for Ninetales? Yeah. Oh, my God. The the Sand Shrew one is so cute. Yeah, I like that one a lot. It looks it's like it's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't know what these things are. All right, now I'm just getting into new Pokemon, and I don't... Some kind of bird oh, that... Did they come out with new ones? I, I like the purple Meowth. Or a, my or a choreo and mudbray that looks like a weird horse. Mine, mini or mm. mini or. 
Gums? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know any of these Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> I just Googled something. Uh, what the fuck it was? Uh, Ice Sand Slash, and it brought me to a list of these. Have you? Uh, so you've stopped playing Pokemon Go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely died out. I um, I have a handful of friends that are still really into it and talk to me about strategies, and I hear people talking at work, and I just I don't know. I have the same kind of general like, oh, that's kind of cool that I had before. Yeah. Although I. <laughs> I've gotten really into cracking eggs, so I'll take it on runs with me just when I get done just to see what stupid thing hatches. And then I'm like, all right, that's cool. Then I try and hatch another egg. That's basically the game to me now. Yeah. No, same. I mean, that's the only appeal for me because that's like, I don't know. I can't venture that far um, to go catch new Pokemon. And I've been running out of Pokeballs since we have no Pokestops. So I'm just like... Yeah, I'll just I'll just hatch eggs. I'll just carry it with me. But then I always forget my phone, so now I just don't even open the app. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Have you the watched? So good though. What? Sorry, like the screenshots of the game just look so good because now it's not like you're not super top down anymore. Now it's more like a third person sort of adventure game. Oh, it's, had, it's had improvements. I'm I'm pretty stoked for what is the sun moon. Yeah. Smoon. What version are you getting? I don't even know. I got the last one based on the scary monster on the cover, X. Yeah. I preferred it over the the Y one, so. I just pre-ordered both, and I'm going to choose as soon as it arrives. (laughs) Because, like, I mean, you can't have more than one file on a cartridge, so I just give the other one to Dan. (laughs) Here, you do the work, and we'll trade so I can have them all. Yeah. No, because, like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I get first choice in that respect. I don't know. Whatever. So it's basically if I choose nighttime or daytime. Mm-hmm. I, my heart wants to go nighttime, but that feels too obvious. So, eh, nighttime. Sun. Nope, nope. Moon, moon. All right, moon. That was, <laughs> that was all real. <laughs> so I, I did something kind of fun recently. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Katie and I... She bought me a coupon thing to go to a paint and sip night. So we did one of those paint night things. I love those things. That was so much fun. They are the best, honestly. So you'd been before? I went with um, my colleagues at work. And it was supposed to be like a team building exercise. But like half the table was complaining about it because they thought it was stupid. I don't really know why. Because it was kind of the best experience I've ever had. Like I wasn't drinking or anything. But um I just liked painting, so <laughs> that was really fun. <laughs> I feel like painting is one of those things I could find myself getting really into. Totally, so, so like yeah. when I'm doing it there, I'm like feeling okay about it, and I stand back, I'm like, all right, that's cool. God, paint's kind of expensive though. Never mind. <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, I do have paint. Fuck, I think it's from. <laughs> do you remember when we made the fir- well? When I made the first really shitty blip sign. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. <laughs> I think I that's still my parent. One of them might be in my parents' house. So I know somebody spray painted one for us. I'm pretty sure that that was. Was that mixtape? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I think I still have those paints, but I just don't know if they're here in the house. And something else fun and weird that uh, Katie and I have been doing is we went thrifting the other week, mm-hmm. and we found. I'm grabbing it so I can get the exact name. A puzzle. Which, getting a puzzle from a thrift store is always a little touch and go because you're not sure if you're getting all the pieces. Mm-hmm. But this one was sealed and had a cat on the cover. And the more we investigating it, and it winds up being something kind of interesting. It's called Perceptive De- Detective. P-U-R-R-Ceptive Detective. It is a mystery jigsaw thriller with a secret puzzle image and a story by some guy. <laughs> so... In in it, you read a little story, then you do a puzzle that's a thousand pieces. And because we have the cats, we've been keeping it locked up in another room. And because we're both kind of busy, we've been doing it in like hour and a half chunks once a week. So we've got like nothing done. Right. But at the end of the puzzle, there's supposed to be some big clue. And from that, we determine who killed somebody in this thing. And mind you, the cat watched the whole time in the story. So it's, I have a feeling at the end it's going to be a really cute cat puzzle and we're going to not really have an answer, but we're going to have a cute cat puzzle done. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> so what did, did you send me something? What was that bloop? 
Can I can I open it without? Oh, I can. Ah, uh, what is? Uh, look at a ratatat. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Has a mustache. Why? What is wrong with this thing? Oop, touch my mic. Um, does it? Is this one of those abalone things? Alumenen. Alum. The, the the word I kept looking up. Alumem. Al, 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 oh, Alolan. Alolan. Yes. So, what's yeah. this one's deal? Is it like ground type also, and it has a mustache? No, it's dark type actually. So, like regular uh, ratata or ratata or whatever. Um, he's normal. So this one is dark, and apparently, being dark gives you a mustache. <laughs> I think. Um, Star Trek taught us it gives you a goatee. Mustache isn't too far off, so. Oh, that's true. Works for me. <laughs> have you watched uh, Stranger Things? I have not. I've heard it's amazing, though. It's pretty good. Like, uh, it's, you know, paying homage to 80s horror and sci-fi and stuff. And mind you, I don't bother with 80, any horror. I like sci-fi, though. And I thought it was an interesting story. And I'm curious for season two. And it's a, it's a good time. I, I once again like most shows I watch I don't really know who anybody is <laughs> uh, I know there's a little girl named Eleven that's not a spoiler or anything but that's her name alright like seven of nine <laughs> <laughs> kinda yeah or uh, nope that's something else in uh fuck was that movie with Bruce Willis Chris Tucker in space her name's Lilu. oh uh, Fifth Element yeah Fifth Element kinda like that yeah. but not at all oh okay <laughs> in that um, she's got a weird name only never mind I was gonna go off on a, a you're gonna, do you wanna go <laughs> on another do we need <laughs> to do a side episode so you can yell about a movie you haven't seen no 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 nothing like that okay um, although uh oh we do have to go over some movies that I saw um, please completely, okay sorry um, I got sidetracked because there was a case that we recently learned about that had a group of people called um, the DC Nine, and seven of the nine were um, like litigating against. I don't know. It was a fucking weird thing. But I I had a conspiracy theory that uh, seven of nine was actually named after those people. But I don't really think that that's the case because <laughs> it had to do with like the um, the Vietnam War. Well, I guess. Yeah, because that came after. Doesn't matter. Totally weird train of thought. I'm sorry. It's, so, I'll allow I've it. Seen. <laughs> yeah, what have, you, what have you seen that you're mad about now? Um, so, no, I'm not mad about anything, actually. I saw Star Trek, and I really enjoyed it. I, I was actually incredibly surprised that I enjoyed it. Um, so that means it was probably actually amazing, and, like, I'm downplaying it because I thought it was going to be so bad, and I just kept imagining it was going to be bad. Um, Suicide Squad I actually thought was pretty good as well. And uh, Ghostbusters? Eh. Yeah, that's kind of how I... Th well, like I, that's how I thought it was going to be going in. And yeah, it was... I thought it was pretty funny. Ultimately, not like a great movie, but like it was fun. I, I, it was a good remake, yeah. Yeah, I laughed a bunch of times. I found the, um, the old folks being in it kind of distracting. And... Yeah. A little unnecessary, but that's just because I also am not emotionally vested in the initial run of the movies. So yeah, totally. when I saw them, I'm like, oh, fuck off, Bill Murray. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, right. It's not a good movie, but it's, it's entertaining enough. And I think that if you liked the original Ghostbusters, that this was a really good movie. Yeah. For you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not, it really wasn't my thing. Like originally I really didn't want to see it and then everybody was raving about it. But I think that just, that was like a second wave backlash from everybody saying it was stupid just because it had women as the main characters. So I don't know. Like I thought it was really funny. Like I thought the jokes were solid, but as far as the actual story of it, I didn't, you know, right. I yeah. wasn't too stoked on the story, but I thought Kirsten Wig was really funny and I feel like I haven't really liked her in much I've seen her in. Uh, I've I watched her in SNL for a while and I, I didn't like most of her characters and then McCarthy Jen what's her name Melissa McCarthy yeah I thought yeah. she was really funny and yeah I feel bad yeah. for Jones for existing 
she's yeah. just having a bad time and people are assholes. And she's amazing. Like she, she was one of the best parts of that movie, honestly. She was, yeah. I enjoyed her quite a bit. Yeah. Uh mm. so Suicide Squad. How do you <laughs> yeah. feel about like folks wanting like reviews taken down and like all the like kind of fan um rage following it being panned like from most outlets? Is this like how you felt about Batman v Soups? No, because Batman versus Superman was like, it was a much more solid movie, like that actually had a, a okay, well, I'm not going to say it had a good storyline. I'm going to say, Martha. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think that it, it, God. I don't even know. How, okay, I can't really compare them because they're not the same sort of entertainment or like value for me. So, Batman versus Superman's value is in setting up the current state of the DC universe for the rest of the films, which is not what you should do in films. But I approve of it, so I appreciate it. <laughs> um, Suicide Squad had a really fucking stupid story that was completely. I mean, you you saw it coming a mile away, but number one, because you saw it coming a mile, I don't know, like, it, it all made sense. I, did, I didn't find any loopholes, but I might just not have been looking. Um, I think- Do you do that often? You just try and find holes in films? Totally. Okay. Totally. That's all the time. <laughs> um, I thought the Joker was, 100% unnecessary in the movie. Oh, um, you're big on the Joker, or at least were, so that says something about Leto or his character in the story. Well, so my analysis of the of what Leto did was he... Uh, what he did was, you do? <laughs> he was given a script for Jack Nicholson's Joker, the mobster Joker, mm-hmm. right? And he decided he wanted to go Heath Ledger with it. And so it just turned out to be like a really weird combination of things that didn't make any sense. And uh, coupled with the fact that he was taught, he was like super up playing how fucking in character he had to get to say his five lines in the movie. I was like, no, none of the stuff that you did to other people was worth your contributions to this film. So they should just cut you out. (laughs) He's barely in it. Yeah, dude. He, everything makes it seem like he is the movie. Because that's how they sell it. Because Hollywood is stupid, and they don't they don't trust the fact that people will just go see something based on pure interest. It's like, oh, you like this one thing, well, we're gonna push it into another thing that you, maybe you'll like too. Like, I don't know. It's stupid. If you were to, if you were to boil the squad down to one character, like X Men is Wolverine's mo- X Men or Wolverine movies, whose movie is this? Is it Harley Quinn's? No, it's Deadshot. 100%. Will Smith. Will Smith. Oh, yeah, and he fucking uh, carries the movie. Uh, of he course is, he does. He is so amazing. And I know that it's because he's just a higher caliber actor than anybody else. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It, it's just really good to see a really amazing actor play a superhero. Because, like, you get the complexities that you're supposed to have in a superhero instead of it just being, you know, the, the good and bad parts of the that you know like marvel will try and i mean not to bash marvel that um uh, comic book movie creators will try and ham up in order to you know reach mass audiences did you and see something huh? go ahead no you go uh, that's something i i really appreciate about i really i don't want to diss on marvel because i know that the next film they're gonna make is not gonna be political fingers fucking crossed What's um, next? Captain uh, Doctor Strange? Is that the next one? Might be. Yeah, yeah I, I honestly, I'd be so surprised if they made a movie that wasn't political. But I mean, it's it's not. It's not like DC is, doesn't make it political. But they focus. I don't know. It's so much easier for me to lose myself in those characters than the Marvel characters for some reason. Like, I focus more on plot in Marvel movies, and I focus a lot more on characters in DC movies, so I just ignore the fact that it's all (laughs) government-based. That might be what I do, but inverted, because, like, as far as your characters go, I prefer the Marvel ones, and I felt like I was able to forgive that they're all the same movie because I like the characters so much. 
That's fair. But yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm pretty pro Batman in general. So I don't know why I haven't seen Batman v Superman just in the face of the fact that I've seen all the other Batman movies. I think it's because you're scared of of Ben Affleck. I love Ben Affleck. Well, I'm I'm in a weird minority that thinks he's great. Like I thought Gone Girl's amazing. I liked his Daredevil. Maybe I just like Daredevil too much. That's probably it. <laughs> no, I I love Ben Affleck. Well, maybe that's a good reason for you to see it then, and then we can have a half episode about it. <laughs> All about Ben Affleck. Yeah, <laughs> just Ben Affleck, not Batman for Superman. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Benny. Um, what were you gonna say before? Uh, yep. Possibly Suicide Squad. No. No. I don't remember. Okay. Oh, have you seen Hancock? Yes, and I really liked Hancock. He was good in that. That was like kind of a superhero with more depth to it, right? Yeah, totally. Starring Will Smith. Yeah, starring Will Smith. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think I think he's better as Deadshot though, but it might just be because Deadshot is a more interesting character. And and it doesn't help that I sympathize with villains more than I do with heroes. So Always. I was just. Com- completely fascinated with the entire movie. I don't know. Aside from fucking Joker. He just took me out of it every time he was in a scene. So I was just like, oh god, you look ridiculous and you sound ridiculous and you're not delivering lines properly and they gave you poetry and you're saying it like, I don't know, it's stupid. In, in the same uh, ballpark, I guess, have you seen The Killing Joke? Yes. How was that? The... I have it downloaded through like hookups but i haven't watched it yet definitely you've you've watched comic book movies before right uh mask of the phantasm was in one of my favorite childhood movies is that what you mean do you know the one movie i mean no i'm not sure what that is it's like a mid late 90s batman animated series uh canon straight to video film okay it's got the people that remember it remember it fondly and okay. I watched the shit out of it when I was a kid. And I'm, I know this is a rated R thing, and I've read the source material, so I'm, I'm expecting not Mask of Phantasm. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. Like, it's, mis- it's mostly psychological and, like, triggering. Like, if, you've, if you were somebody you know has been through something sort of like it, it could, like, really fuck you up. But, like... I don't know, like, I was expecting things to be a lot... Well, maybe it's because DC knows how to censor themselves and they don't show unnecessary things. But, um... Yeah, it's like... There's a lot of nervous laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. There's a lot of... I know exactly where this is going. And... I mean, that sucks. But that's the story. So. But, but bring it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's just. It's like. God. It's. It's. It kind of has the same. Um, uh, uh, like graph. Graph of excitement as Fargo. Interesting. As far as like. It kind of starts off semi-slow I mean I don't know I don't know like if that's a really an accurate way to describe that and then it just kind of it levels peaks and then the denouement is just like a vertical fucking slope and then you've just got like I don't know uh it, it is definitely something that sticks with you though like just you should watch it we should okay. talk about it. <laughs> we'll do a Batman slash Ben Affleck roundup. We'll talk about the Killing Joke and Ben Affleck in Batman vs Superman, and not the rest of that movie. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, What's the last thing in my notes? I like. I was talking to Katie Bear before we started recording. I'm like, what do I have to talk about? It's like we've only really gotten to shows, which is true. Watch some stuff. Uh, oh, not fun <laughs> thing that happened. Uh, a guy, uh-huh. Gene Wilder, died. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So we went straight to Willy Wonka and had a good emotional time with that, and yeah. And then I found myself reading a lot of his like bios, and hasn't worked like really since 1999. Really? Or was it? May have even been earlier. 
Like his last movie was before that, I believe, and then was on uh, Will and Grace or something in 2003. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> something, something strange like that, and like a little one-off voiceover things, but... I wonder if that was by choice. Yeah, uh, Katie's theory was he stopped working after his first wife died, but then he also got married and was married for like the last 25 years of his life to somebody else. Uh oh. So, okay. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> huh. Right. What else have you <laughs> on that bummer of a note? <laughs> Literally nothing. Uh, um, All right. Well, what do you have to teach us then? Anything? I mean, not really. I could I could recite for you maybe the elements of a particular tort that you're interested in. A tort? <laughs> yeah, like a, a tort is... Um, do you mean tortilla? No, not a tortilla, Daniel. A tortle? Like a shelled little animal? <laughs> tortle. Oh, no, I can go over a really interesting case for you. Please. So we learned about uh, a cannibalism case in criminal law that happened in, like, 1880-something, 86 or something, in England. So these four, well, three crew and this, like, 16 or 17-year-old boy were out on the high seas, and they got in a shipwreck. And um, so they were just floating out. I don't I don't really understand how that whole thing happened, but they were just floating out. In the you don't know how boats ocean. work? I don't know how boats can get into a shipwreck and then continue to float. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, so they were just floating out in the middle of the ocean, and they were starving to death because all they had was like two pounds of parsnips and no drinkable water except for the rainwater that they could collect like on their jackets and whatever and so like 20 days went by and they hadn't eaten anything I mean they caught a turtle at some point but it it wasn't enough to sustain all four of them and eventually this one guy Dudley I think his name was he was like hey listen guys to typical the Dudley yeah, <laughs> typical Dudley. Um, to the other crewmates. So it was just the three of them, not the young boy. They were. He was like, "Well, listen. I mean, you know, the the ocean has these thing. This thing about it. You know, all sailors do this. If there's such a circumstance, you know, we have to draw straws to see who dies to, you know, nourish the other people so they can live. And uh, one of them was like." Nah, brah. I'm cool. I don't. I don't want to participate in this. And then they ended up not drawing straws at all. And the other two, so the two Dudley and the other guy that didn't um, object to the idea of drawing straws, they decided, hmm, maybe we can talk that little kid into you know being the person to take the fall. Um, since, you know, he doesn't have any family and he's, you know, a, a young young scrapper, doesn't have much going for him, he's an orphan, whatever. Um, and, you know, he's already weak, he can't really resist. So they went and talked to him and the, the young boy's like, hey, wait a minute, no, I, I, I'm not really into this, I think a boat's gonna come, come get us real soon, like tomorrow morning. If a boat doesn't arrive by tomorrow morning, I don't know, we'll talk about it further. So the boat doesn't come. And they go down to the, into the cabin where he's like laying down because he's so weak he can't like even get up. And one of them just like stabs him in the throat and then they eat him and drink his blood over like the next four days. And then a ship comes and rescue, rescues them. So the two people who were down to draw lots were held in contempt of the court, right? So they got, they got tried. The guy who didn't, you know, want to do it, <laughs> he wasn't even mentioned later on. Like, apparently they just let him go because he didn't actually want to eat the kid. He just ate the kid because the kid was there to eat. Huh. <laughs> Fucking weird, right? <laughs> anyway, so those two were tried and convicted on the fact that, um, you know, they had committed cannibalism even under, like, really dire straits. But then later on, the queen was like, well, listen, I basically I punished you and sentenced you to death just as like a precaution so other people don't get the wrong idea. But, 
You guys are right. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to pardon you. So, yeah, that is the story of Regina versus Dudley and somebody else. By the yeah. way, if you decide instead of teaching us something every episode, you want to bring up some batshit insane case that you learned about, <laughs> I'm, That's totally gonna be, I'm totally okay with that. I don't have time to research, so I'm, <laughs> I'm more than down to give you crazy cases. Love it. And there are plenty of them, I assure you. I would not be surprised to find that there are <laughs> books and books of just like, like they could just fill books without going into details of just like, crazy person v something this guy ate his dog because it pooped on his lawn too many times or something so i'm gonna try something that i've not done for my recommendation uh i'm gonna since we've i've got my fancy new setup here i'm gonna see can you hear this can you hear little poops is that coming through so can just bring it down a little bit apparently i can't really all right, I'm just going to let it play for a little bit, and this is my recommendation. So what this is, that was um, the band, the guitarist from Adebisi Shank went on to join. Oh, shit. That is called All Twins. A-L-L-T-V-V-I-N-S. Of course. <laughs> apparently, my guess is W was copyrighted already. Right. Um, so that you can definitely hear the guitar playing from Adebisi in that band. But it's as you heard, it's definitely more of a pop rock sort of thing. And I'm not mad about it. Like the melodies are really strong and the guitar playing is really interesting. So it kind of has the ability to stand out amongst what's very an in sound right now. And they're called, again, All Twins. Their album is called I-I-V-V. Because <laughs> like they, <laughs> they hate being able to be Googled or something. So that's cool that that works, though, because that's neat. Bing pong, bing pong, bing pong, bing pong, bing pong, bing pong, bing pong. I can just, like, play clips and be really obnoxious now, and it can all be recorded. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, all right. So I believe that is our first uh, Skype episode here on Blipcast. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it turned out. I'm, I'm not saying, like, we're not going to do this if it doesn't work. Well, you may just have to deal with it sounding like this from now on. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I think it works. We've got a decent system here set up. This might become my system for interviews also because it includes a mic stand. And that makes me feel fancy. Yeah, sure. So um, <laughs> thank you for listening. We've been Blipcast. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Bl- fuck facebook.com slash blipcast facebook at fuck Fuck. that might be someone else uh then from there convince them to like us at facebook.com slash blipcast uh twitter at blipcast blipcast at gmail.com uh i'm gonna make a promise on behalf of you that for next episode you will have a battery in your smoke detector not my smoke detector Uh, i will send it i'll send you a battery or something i'll i'll help that doesn't help I can go buy a battery. We live like right next to a 7-Eleven. I think it's literally an unoccupied unit that nobody is checking. So All right. <laughs> forgive, forgive me if I wasn't listening earlier. That's not even in your room? No, it's not even in my room. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. Uh, give a, I will send a battery to give to your landlord or something. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to stop recording. We can keep chatting and figure out All how right. we're going to get our sounds together to sound nice. So thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Really? <laughs> so you, you could just be slowly burning alive and wouldn't know it. Yep. That's, that's cool. I'll miss you. This is a weird way to record your last days. <laughs> I got to admit, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> Can we at least go? Can we at least like cut this one in half then and go out on sixty so it's a nice round number? <laughs> sure. Thank you. What is? R- <laughs> um, oh, I have to turn off the AC though. <laughs> <laughs> Almost fell. Okay. No. Now I want to do
the test of how far away I can be from the microphone before you stop talking. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah, I can still hear you. Uh. <laughs> Did you do you have another mic on the fire uh, extinguisher, the smoke detector? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, hello, dog. Yeah, it's pretty much going to be you're going to hear absolutely everything, including whenever Dan wakes up. So. Oh man, don't you better not fart. I'm keeping that in. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna amp, I'm gonna amplify it and then like put a bunch of echo on it, and it's just going to become our intro. It's gonna be pretty great. Interesting. Sorry, right. am, am I going through headphones right now or through like a sound system? Can Dan hear me? Dan, 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 Dan. You're going through headphones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if I start saying Chad, get the ball, he's not gonna go get a ball. Uh, well, no, because he, number one, doesn't pay attention when you tell him to do things, but also, um, no, he can't hear you. Yeah, there's a little Pikachu. Yeah, it's our Pikachu of the episode. All right, well, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Catbox Production.